0: The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Welcome to the Employment Law Show. Good to have you along on the show. Again, here's what we're going to discuss. Employment law. Lior has answers. Lior, of course, here, courtesy Sanfiru Market LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm in the country. Two million people have used the severance calculator. That's going to come into focus tonight. I can almost guarantee it. How do you find it? PocketEmploymentLawyer.ca. And to reach out uh, anytime to the very capable team under uh, Liora's watchful eye, one 821 5900 You can also email help at employmentlawyer.ca on the show this evening. So you need a lawyer to help you resolve a wrongful dismissal claim, huh? How does that work? We will uh, drill down into that sucker here in just a bit, but we always start off with the uh, case of the day, a matter you've been working on, pal. What's going on?
1: A lot of questions today answered. I don't think you're going to be surprised to hear that from me. Mm. That uh, For some reason, it feels like today is just questions were coming in left, right, and center. But that's great. That's how I like my day to be. I like the opportunity to answer questions. That's why I'm here on air right now to do the same thing, to answer your questions about employment law and workplace rights and make sure that maybe when you go to bed tonight, you feel a bit better than you do right now because you'll know what to do tomorrow with that workplace problem. Uh, you'll know what to say to your boss if you've been given an ultimatum or a threat of some kind. Or you'll know what your rights are if you lost your job. You know, I always say that I have a bit of a pulse in terms of unemployment numbers. I kind of get the, uh, the, the sense of where things are given my, my job. Well, here's what I've been seeing, by the way, John, over the past number of weeks. A lot of people that have worked for a number of months, so you know, less than a year, being let go. I think there was a hiring blitz, if you will, over the past six, eight, nine months. And I think a lot of employers now potentially are letting people go. So that may happen to you, but that's important because just because you work somewhere for a short period of time, three months, six months, does not does not mean you don't get severance or that you get little severance. In fact, right. I've spoken over the past couple of weeks with at least a dozen people that have worked for under six months all of whom were owed probably anywhere from three to six months of severance. you got to call me if you lose your job. I don't care if you work for a day or for 25 years. So I see that, and it is happening out there, so you need to know your rights. And, of course, we'll give you my information in the office throughout the show so you can reach out to me in the office if you want to have that private chat. Right now, though, we're live, so call with the questions. And let me tell you about a case that uh, I dealt with today. I spoke with a lady who uh, – probably about a month or so ago, uh, had spoken to her uh, manager, to the manager in her workplace about the fact that she was being bullied and harassed harassed by a supervisor. There was no HR person, so she went right to the manager or the general manager and told them what what was happening. Manager says, okay, fine, I'll deal with it. Well, fast forward a week later, she gets put on a performance improvement plan. Never been on one before, always been a good employee, never an issue. She was shocked, dumbfounded by it didn't think it was legitimate. Fast Mm -hmm. forward three weeks after that, she gets let go supposedly for performance reasons, for not meeting the goals in the performance improvement plan. No severance, out you go. Well, she calls me. I speak to her today, uh, actually. And I'm shaking my head, still shaking my head a few hours later as to how her employer can think that this would be anywhere near legal. So let's start with the letting her go for performance reasons. Well, what this company is saying is that we have cause to let you go. We don't have to pay you severance. That's nonsense. She's been a good employee for years. You don't all of a sudden go from being a good employee to being so bad that you can be let go for cause. This was a wrongful dismissal. Uh, There's no way that this company ever had cause. It's not even close to that. But the second issue, maybe even more important, is that what this looks like is she was let go because she filed a harassment complaint. Because she complain about the harassment. That's illegal. We call that a reprisal. You absolutely cannot ever be let go or punished in any way for talking about the fact that you're being harassed, for complaining about harassment, for filing a formal harassment complaint. That's illegal. Your employer can't do that. And for this company to think that they get get away with that is just shocking to me. So I'm, I've spoken to her. I'm going to get to work. I'm going to help her get compensation here. But, of course, there's an important message there. It's ca- If the company says it's caused, definitely if it's because of performance reasons, usually that's wrong. That's a wrongful dismissal in most cases. And, of course, don't ever, ever accept being punished in any way because you complain about harassment. You have the right to have your harassment complaint dealt with properly, respectfully, seriously. And if your employer doesn't do that, you got to get on the phone and call me right away.
0: Yeah, as Leor mentioned, man, do it. 1-855-821-5900 anytime. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. You're in, in great hands. Something interesting, though, you mentioned off the top of the show with you know, short service employees being let go less than a year. And I, I think what dovetails nicely in that, and this is something you've hammered home so many times over the last decade, Lior, is that some of these people are going to be told, well, you were on probation and you were uh, within the three months. So out you go, I don't owe you anything, assuming that probation was automatic the whole time, right?
1: You you hit the nail on the head. I've been saying this so often over the past number of weeks with these shorter service employees. So many times they've been told, oh, you're on probation. Whether it's three months or six months, we don't have to pay you anything. So if we're offering you one week's severance, you should be grateful. Nonsense. You're absolutely right. Probation is not automatic. You are not on probation just because you started a new job. The only time you're ever, ever on probation is if you sign an employment agreement That specifically says you're on probation. And even then, by the way, in many cases, if you lose your job, you can still get severance. But otherwise, you're not even on probation. So don't accept that. And certainly don't accept any excuse not to pay you severance. And of course, as I said, that severance is still significant. It's still going to be measured in months, even though you only work for a company for a short period of time.
0: As we get into our topic here, we'll take a short break. email is help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website for you to use anytime free, anonymous, built just for you to gain some more knowledge, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show continues. Stand by. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Chorus Entertainment. Yes, and we are back at it. So good to have you along. Any concerns with your workplace, that's why you want to call us and talk about it. In between that, we'll talk about our topic of the daily or so. You need a lawyer to help you resolve your wrongful dismissal claim. So how does that work? Well, we'll get into it. First, what is a wrongful dismissal? A lot of confusion there. And when do we reach out and contact you?
1: Yeah, a wrongful dismissal, the name can be a bit misleading because a wrongful dismissal really has nothing to do with the reason for the dismissal, usually. Wrongful dismissal is all about severance. And the reason for that is an employer can usually let you go pretty much for any reason as long as they pay severance. Now, there's some exceptions to that. We even talked about that earlier. But the the general rule is that you can be let go for no good reason, bad reason, Mm -hmm. dishonest reason, as long as severance is paid. Now, what happens in 90% of the cases, over 90%, frankly, is that when people are let go, The severance that they're paid or or offered is not enough. They're owed more severance. And if you haven't been paid your full severance, you've been wrongfully dismissed. You cannot be let go without proper severance. So that's what a wrongful dismissal is, believe it or not. And when do you call me? You call me if you've been let go. It's as simple as that because you may have significant entitlements. There's so many factors that can increase your entitlements. Uh, And and the amount of severance that you're owed or the length of the severance could be longer than the length of your employment. So the yeah. rule is very simple. If you had a job and lost it, you call.
0: It's interesting too. So I've picked up the phone now. I'm calling your office and now speaking with you or one of your colleagues because they're all awesome. Now what happens during this uh, this consultation, this call? What goes down?
1: Yeah, so the point of, of the consultation is to understand what happened, Were you let go, did something else happen? And then to, to assess what you're owed as a result of the situation, what the law provides Uh, for you. And then ultimately tell you how do we best resolve it uh, to to outline these strategies. So number one, understand what happened, uh, tell you what the law provides and tell you how we go about doing it. So consultations uh, usually are not long and, and, you know, they could be long depending on the situation, Mm -hmm. but that's the goal here. So when you're done the consultation, you'll know what to do, what you're owed and what the law says for you. It's about informing you and giving you options.
0: Okay, we've had that chat. Now we've we flushed it out. We realize, hey, you got a case, so let's move forward with that. So what, what are the next steps? What happens?
1: So in most cases, if we determine that someone has been wrongfully dismissed, in other words, they're owed a further amount right. of severance over and above what they've been offered or paid, well, it's our job to get that severance. Now, in many cases, we engage the company in a negotiation. We would send the company what I call a demand letter. The letter would say, I've been retained by this individual. Here's what he's owed, a lot more severance. And here's what we want and respond to us by this date. Usually what happens is we engage them in a negotiations. They'll make a counteroffer. We go back and forth and we resolve it. So in many cases, probably 60, 70% of cases, that's how we resolve it. It's quick. It's painless. In some cases, we need to take the the heavier tool or the bigger tool out of our uh, tool drawer And that is to start a claim, to start legal action for wrongful dismissal. Uh, And and that's a a legal process that allows us to require them to do certain things and and to bring the power of the law onto the company. But either way, with employment law, with employment matters, they tend to resolve quickly and on good terms. Uh, In other matters, there may be a human rights aspect, so we may talk about pursuing that. Uh, But generally speaking, that's where we get involved and say, okay, we're going to take on – the, the role and the responsibility of making sure you get everything that the law says you should get.
0: Okay, you've, you've sent this demand letter. It's all it's all proper. It's what should happen. But the company, uh, they're putting out some static. They refuse to be reasonable and resolve the matter. Then what do we do? How far does that go?
1: Well, the, the, a lot of people worry about, well, do I have to go to court? Do yeah. I need to go to court if the company is yeah. unreasonable? Well, to me, you know, going to court is such a rare thing because employment law disputes resolve. They resolve quickly, usually, and on good terms. So 1%, maybe maybe 2% 2 of cases ever make it to court. And the company often may not cooperate because they think that the person, my client, may not want to pursue the matter. But once they realize they're not bluffing, they're going to pursue the matter, they realize at that point that, okay, we have no choice. We have to abide by the law and pay. So It's my job to make sure that even if the company doesn't want to pay, they don't want to abide by the law, they want to play hardball, Is that it gets resolved anyway. Okay, Mm -hmm. I can use the legal process to force the company to do what they're required to do, even if they don't want to. That's my job. That's what I do. and, And it's not something that you need to lose sleep over. Going to court is something that simply doesn't happen, rarely does.
0: Yeah, those three words, you know, it conjures up images of, you know, long criminal trials and American TV, and everyone's like, oh, man, I don't want to be in court for months and months, years on end. What kind of resolution, that timeline, are we talking for most of these matters?
1: So, it's the the average matter would resolve anywhere from three weeks to three months. Okay, so that's the lifespan, and and I know a lot of people are surprised. Oh, legal cases, that should take years. Well, no. It could take years and personal injury cases and uh, criminal cases, of course. But when it comes to employment law disputes, three weeks to three months, and most matters resolve within the, the, the three week period. So more likely that than the three months. So don't be afraid of the process. The reason why I wanted to talk about this topic is to try to kind of uh, take the, the mystery behind the legal process when it comes to resolving employment disputes. People usually think, well, if I call a lawyer, that means I'm going to court. Nonsense. It doesn't mean that at all. It means we're going to use the legal system to get you what you're owed. It doesn't mean you're going to go to court, and it doesn't mean that you're going to live with this for the next however long. So the, that fear, the fear of the legal process, is what often holds people back. It holds them back from standing up for their rights, from even understanding their rights, and from accepting... Uh, and causes them to accept these severance packages that they shouldn't be accepting. And I told you, my, my worst call that I have with people is when people call me to say that they've accepted the severance package, yeah. they know now they've made a mistake, and they want my help. Because I always have to tell them at that point, I'm sorry, I can't help you. It's it's You've accepted it. There's nothing else I can do for you. So don't let that happen to you ever, ever, ever.
0: I'm going to put you on the hot, uh, hot seat here, pal. How often are you successful on behalf of employees in that regard?
1: Listen, we're not going to uh, engage in the process unless we're right, right? We're not yeah. going to engage in the process. Say, well, let's keep our keep our fingers crossed and let's hope for the best. That's ridiculous, right? No, if we're right and we pursue it, we are going to be successful. You know, it's about how you know how long and what do we need to do to get what the person is owed. But we're going to be successful. If for some reason you're not owed something, we'll tell you. No, it doesn't make sense to pursue it because the way the law operates, you're not owed anything. But if you are owed something, then we will pursue it and you'll get it. And you don't have to worry about success. You will get it because the law is on your side if we're right.
0: Let's grab a call. i got uh, Ray standing by. Hi, Ray. Uh, good evening. Thanks for, uh, thanks for taking the time. What's your question?
1: Hey, guys. Thank you. Um, I was just curious. <clears throat> so you say that a proceeding can go on for three weeks to
0: three months. <clears throat> And let's just say you're owed $20,000. How much of that are your fees? Great question. Excellent
1: question. So in most cases, our clients prefer that we work on a contingency basis, which is we take a percentage of what we uh, recover. So that percentage, it does vary from, from file to file, from matter to matter, but usually probably around 30%. But here's what I want you to understand. In every settlement that we do, every settlement, we negotiate that the company reimburse not maybe all, but at least a portion of the legal fees back to the individual. So your legal fees, whatever they end up being, will be reimbursed back. And of course, it's only we only get paid ultimately if we're successful, if we've done our job and we got you additional compensation. So it, it really is a no-lose type of a situation. Uh, and, and legal fees, because of what I said, end up being a lot less than what you realize. So
0: so you don't ask for a retainer at the beginning, and then uh, the individual pays for <clears throat> uh, lawyer fees along the way, and then you take 30% on top of what we get back? No. Is, that, no, is that the no, math? No, no, no. Or? So,
1: w- okay. we, we do not ask for a retainer in advance, and most of our matters are on a contingency basis where you don't pay as you go. You don't pay a dime, in fact. Until we resolve the matter, and at that point, we take a percentage of any extra amount that we were able to get for you. So, for example, if you've been let go and you were offered $10,000 in severance, and we negotiate 30000 so we've improved it by 20000 we will take right. a percentage of that twenty, dollars right? So, so, no, we don't ask for a retainer. We find that it's unfair to our clients. They've just lost their jobs. They're in a difficult financial situation to say, pay us thousands of dollars before we've done anything, so we just don't do that.
0: Well, I wish I would have found you about
1: five years ago. <laughs> well, you know well, now, Ray. If we ever need us, exactly. and if you, your friends, your family members, if anyone is in that difficult situation, have them reach out. We'd be happy to help them.
0: Thanks a lot. Have a good. Thanks, Ray. Sorry, we, to, uh, we let you go, by the way, to reach out to, if you need to in the future, five years ahead, 1 821 5900, Ray, or help at employmentlawyer.ca. So now it all boils down to this you know, you've lost your job, you've been walked out, you're panicking. What do you do? Well, I guess the first thing is not panic, but uh, what are the steps at that point, Bill?
1: So the first thing you have to understand is that, that stress that you're feeling is normal, but mm-hmm. you have to control it because one of the things that it's going to happen when you're let go is you're going to get that severance letter that's going to have a deadline. So, you know, sign this by Friday and you're going to want to accept it. You're going to feel like you need to because you want to get paid and you're terrified of not accepting it. You need the money because you just lost your job. So first of all, take a deep breath. It's this pressure tactic. It's meaningless. Your legal rights don't expire on Friday. They don't expire for two years. So right off the bat, there's nothing you need to worry about in that sense. Okay. the. What you do instead is you grab your smartphone, your tablet, your desktop, whatever you want, and you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca and Mm -hmm. you use that severance calculator that we have. John talked about it earlier on the show. Easiest, fastest way to find out uh, what you wrote, to find out if what the company has offered you is adequate. It's free and anonymous. So all you do is you go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca, use it, see in fact that you wrote more. And then if you want you can you can contact me to make an appointment directly from it. So get advice. If you don't like me, I've said this a thousand times, I said a thousand and one times. If you don't like me, that's okay. Speak to another employment lawyer. Absolutely fine. But what you cannot do is accept that severance offer. You know, make sure arrange to return the company property back to them. Get your company uh, get your personal property from the company uh and you know make sure that you have what you need to have to to speak to me or employment agreement termination letters policies look at it as is a business issue that you have to deal with try to take the emotion out of it i know it's not easy uh and then make a rational decision to get that advice so that you don't accept something when you're in that that stressed out state
0: well, I think one of the fringe benefits too of of getting you, you involved, is similar to what we talk about on your on Savan show, your, our our brother show, the Disability Law show, is that once your firm gets involved, I mean, you're not no longer under the watchful eye and the and the harassment of a former employer. I mean, that's that's the entire function of your firm is to take over these dealings and and go with it and just keep the the client informed of what's going on on a daily or weekly basis. It's, I have a family member who's going through it, and it's completely hands off for her. She loves it.
1: Well, here's the thing, John. Uh, People ask me often, well, okay, can I do this on my own? And the answer is, well, probably not. And here's why. Number one is you need to understand what to ask for and why to ask right. for it uh, and, and you know, make sure that you've hit the right points. Oftentimes people try to negotiate and they lowball themselves. And then when I have to get involved after the fact, my, my job is more difficult because they've already set a ceiling for themselves. The other reasons why you probably can't is because your company's not going to take you seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay, They're going to say, well, you, you haven't hired a lawyer, so advantage company. The other reason is you need to educate your employer. Oftentimes, your employer itself doesn't understand that they owe you more. They don't appreciate how the law operates. Well, they're not going to educate themselves if you contact them. Well, guess what? If I contact them, the first thing they're going to do, they're going to speak to their lawyer, get educated, realize, yeah, holy cow, we do owe this person more money, and that's how we can get matters resolved. So I find it tends to be a bit of a waste of time to try to resolve these things on your own. Time and time again, people try to do that. They come back to me to, to do it for them when they haven't succeeded. But often by doing that, they've actually ended up making my life more difficult in trying to get that severance.
0: I want to get to an email from Kyle here, and I think we know the answer to this already, but it's a good one to uh, to alert everybody too. It says uh, Leor is eight months of severance enough for a sixty year old salesperson with fifteen years of service? Absolutely not. He's probably
1: <laughs> looking at about sixteen months, so double yeah. that. That's a, that's a great example, John, yep. of a wrongful dismissal. Nothing to do with the reason. I don't even know the reason why he was let go. But if he was offered eight months severance, it should have been sixteen months. That is exactly what a wrongful dismissal is. He's owed double that. Not accepted. Please don't make that mistake. Go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca or just call.
0: Daniela, we'll get her in quickly. Here, she says, "I work at a chiropractor office, and a new doctor about to buy the practice. The doctor I'm working for has said that all the employees, uh, to all the employees, that if we don't go to work for the new doctor, well, then we've resigned. Is that correct?"
1: Absolutely not. Even if a business is sold and you have an offer to continue, if ultimately you decide not to do that, you still are owed severance. Now, it may not be your full severance. It may only be uh, your minimum severance, depending on why you didn't accept the job, but it's not a resignation. Anytime you're, you're out of a job because the business is sold, it's never a resignation. It's a termination and you are owed severance. So if you are out of a job because of a sale, whether it's by choice or not, you have to give me a call.
0: Very informative half hour. We're back at it tomorrow as well. But in the meantime, you can always reach out to Leor and his team. You're uh, you're never left swinging in the wind, man. Here's how you do it. 1-855-821-5900. The phone number anytime, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And again, Leor mentioned, I did as well, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That website is built just for you to learn and be informed. It's free, it's anonymous, and you will also have access to the uh, severance calculator. So check that out at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Take care.